0: Wow. Hi, Susan and welcome to the Energy Center for Positive Living. This morning we will start with the daily word, which today is love. I feel blessed to share God's steadfast love. As Advent season continues, we give thanks for the steadfast love of God, which dispels the darkness of conflict. <laughs> and loneliness with the light of harmony and togetherness. Love is personal and sacred, human and divine, immediate and immortal. Amid seasonal greetings for joy and peace, I give thanks for the power of love. I am a divine being bringing the love of God into the world. Through my words and actions, I am kind and patient, compassionate and empathetic and encouraging and supportive. As I am blessed by love, I share love's blessings with others. I center myself on the Christ within and go forth as the heart and hands of love in the world. And from 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. And now, uh, today, on the third Sunday of Advent, uh, (coughs) Mary will come forward to light the candles.
1: Candles in peace.
0: and faith and peace. I thought this spirit of somebody in that. bad head, like the, the devil of love. Greetings from the letter of God to Riddle Philmont, Cook and Drake. Dear God, we are centered in your presence and power. Nothing can disturb or dismay us. In the darkness, your light shines.
2: In the midst of
0: uncertainty, the light reveals the way. Dear God, we are centered in your love, your warmth warm. Centered in your love, look at the world with the eyes
1: of love. We express love through our loving and happy experiences to ourselves.
0: Dear God, we are centered in your strength. No hurt or unhappiness can scale us. Centered in your strength, we <coughs> are out of sadness, we are set free with you. Strength fills us and joy overflows us. Dear God, we are centered in your life. Every part of our bodies, feel the touch of your healing one. Centered in your life, we you feel perfectly and We You feel the infilling of your changeless eternal life, we are healed and everything. And Luke 2, 10, 11, I am you good news and great joy for all the people. He born this day in the city of David, the Savior, is the Thank you Mary and Gabe, very nice. And together we will sing surely the present. Only one presence and one power, active as the universe and as my life, God for the good. And our welcoming song this morning is The Love Come trickling Down. It's on page 318, and yeah? up on the screen. Ready? Oh, please do stand. <laughs> We can always make a more joyful noise with more snacks. Thank you. Hi, you
3: guys. How are you doing? Hi, Joanne.
2: Good
3: to see you. I'm
2: doing fine.
3: Very yet again. Okay, I'm going to go hug somebody. Big hug, Joanne. And I want to say hi. Dana was here. I don't see him anymore. Yes, he left. Okay. Okay.
1: La
3: <laughs> Fred
0: Fred, yes. I gave
3: talk already about two hours ago at my own unity of Wednesday.
2: Super super.
3: So yeah. The time, the time change uh, allows me to give two talks in a day.
2: <laughs> yes, well, we're we're the same, you know. It's uh, uh, <clears throat> after one o'clock here too.
0: Yeah.
2: you, want do you want yeah. Oh. <laughs> And you have to have, um, uh,
1: wireless. have a wireless yeah. connection. Oh, yeah. But kind of thing that your TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, <laughs> <Bye>, Jerry. <laughs>
3: What do you want
0: to do Oh yeah so I like to the
1: that
0: you Yeah this is year the other I am done <laughs>
1: Okay, say hi
0: to the people.
2: Yes, it's to you too, Joanne. <clears throat>
0: So, it's time for announcements. Uh, There are two events I want to announce. This afternoon in Longview is the big band concert at three o'clock. It's being highly recommended to us by Joyce, our fine musician. It's at Trinity Lutheran Church at 2021 in Longview. Uh, The band is comprised of retired and uh, current band directors and some professional musicians. It is excellent. So, uh, and it's uh, by donation. So everybody is welcome. Three o'clock, twenty twenty one Washington Way, Longview. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, and. Joyce said that not only is the music good, but they're kind of fun. They're jolly and yeah. If you're if you're a school and, uh I, a friend, or I think that's what most of them are or current or retired. You have to have a work <laughs> <laughs> to survive. So yeah, they're a lot of fun and it's always very good. So. Trinity, Trinity. Trinity thing is called Christmas Island. It is, as best I can tell here, a drive-through um, Christmas family event, probably not unlike what we've had here over um, on Horse Street. It's in Maytown and it's at the Maytown Assembly of God. Yeah. happening now through the 29th from 5 to 9 p.m. and uh, let's see this oh there's a candle lighting service on Christmas Eve from 7 to 8 so anyway two great things to consider and we received another nice card for our Christmas card collection this is from uh, Mary and Gabe It has a very whimsical picture on the front, inside it says to all of our lovely, sweet, beautiful friends at Unity, smile big, have fun, Merry Christmas, love always, merry and gay. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Oh, oh, also. Before you leave today, make sure you see me to get your part to read for the candle lighting, um, service next week. I'm all ready for you. And do you have any announcements? Sherry. Nice. Show up downstairs for a present. <coughs> Anything else? Yes, and and yes, I would be delighted to. So, Unity has twelve powers that are um, an important part of um, what we believe in and practice, and on. on Christmas Eve, we're having a candle lighting ceremony, and we're lighting these 12 colored candles that each represent one of the powers. And the people who are participating are reading a piece about, but um, it actually, it's a really cool story. It's It's combining the information about the 12 powers and about the Christmas story. And so it's special. Us and we'd love to have you come. Uh, 10 o'clock, the usual, it's during church. It's, it is our church service. Yeah. Yep. Okay, anything else? Okay. So, next we will say our unity statement together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. And our song of joy today is Swing Down Chariot. And you could stand for that because it's a pretty jazzy one, too. We will sleep out now. <laughs>
2: Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody today? Yeah. Good. All right. We were really fortunate in Centralia for a while to have a incredible yoga center downtown um, called embody um, and it was um, led by a woman who actually gave you once, right? Christina Wolf. Yeah. And so this is something that, that she shared And this is from a book called 7,000 Ways to Listen by Mark Liebho. It seems our capacity to withstand the tension of opposites is key to entering paradox. And the key to that is becoming comfortable with the space of not knowing. Understandably, most of us are uncomfortable when things are left undefined, when things are not Clearly, to or fro, up or down, left or right, right or wrong. But the deeper truths always take time to reach us. And it is our job to enter a practice of waiting open. Which involves enduring the tensions of not knowing. This requires a crucial, ongoing effort not to prematurely name or define what we encounter in life. The truths that matter require us not to form opinions or beliefs hastily. On the contrary, we are asked to allow time to surround us with the wholeness of life. To take the time required for the paradox of truth to show itself, all the traditions confirm that the paradox is not the end, it is the beginning. It is the the threshold of transformation. When we can lean into the realm in which all things are true and stay there, however briefly, we find ourselves in the midst of that higher truth in which it is always day or night somewhere in the world. It is not enough to just see the paradox. We somehow need to inhabit it and even embrace it. Despite efforts to resist this not knowing, we ourselves move into an alarming but ultimately beautiful surrender to the experience. And being in relationship with paradox is what leads us to transformation. You
0: oh, really great. Seven thousand ways to listen. Nice. And now we will sing our meditation song in the garden. It's on page 89 in the email. Also on the Thank you, Joyce. And thank you, Joanne, for the slides. My heart just skipped a beat when I saw the poppies. You know, Thursday is solstice, and we start heading back towards those light days and will grow poppies, so, wahoo! All right, it is time for us to say our affirmations together. So if you would join me. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experienced. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace, knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and in the perfect way. We will say the Lord's Prayer now, followed by the Hallelujah. Our Father, who art in
1: heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts
0: as we forgive our debtors leave us not in temptation but deliver us from from error for thine is the kingdom kingdom, of power and the glory forever Amen. amen it's time now for our speaker you probably know we have a different speaker each sunday of the month and today we're going to hear from Mariette jones our canadian speaker who is a licensed unity teacher and the title of her talk today is believe in gentleness it is the way forward
3: nothing is so strong as gentleness Nothing is so gentle as real strength. I read that on a poster many moons ago. When I purchased a home with my partner, that poster was hanging in the garage and I would walk into the garage every so often and every time I did, I would just consider those words. Nothing is so strong as gentleness. Nothing is so gentle as real strength. And why did I continue to contemplate this message every time I glanced at it walking by? Because I didn't believe it. I mean, logically at least, I certainly couldn't make sense of it. I experienced a real dissonance between what I knew was true in the world And what I knew was true in my heart. Have you ever had that experience? When you walk into a completely different belief system, it can be very disorienting almost. You have to really stop and consider a new way of thinking. So I had a false belief that gentleness meant weakness. That I had to be tough to survive in this world. And that I needed to dish out as good as I got. A real competitive, rough and tumble life does not do well with gentleness. As a matter of fact, this message that gentleness is true strength has really never been bought or believed by most of the human race. I mean, Jesus exhorted this truth and and showed an example of this truth when he lived. And it wasn't believed. It wasn't really taken seriously i mean we still don't believe his message a lot of the times and yet what is love what is love if not gentleness what is god or what is goodness if not gentleness is not godness the strongest force there is it is life It is our life, it is the one life, and it exudes gentleness. Our hearts want to believe in gentleness, but we can be afraid to trust it. Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, when they spoke of divine faith, they consistently reminded listeners that they needed to be vigilant where they place their faith. It's a good question. Where do you place your faith? On page nine in the Unity Classic book called How to Let God Help You, Myrtle Fillmore makes definite statements about where she placed her faith. She wrote this, My faith, I do not believe in evil. I believe in good. I do not believe in sin. I believe in truth. I do not believe in want. I believe in abundance. I do not believe in death. I believe in life. I do not believe in ignorance. I believe in intelligence. There are no discords in my being. Being is peace. My faith, my understanding, and my love. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. I found this very powerful and inspirational, and I thought this is something that we can do. Follow her example of these denials or release statements and these affirmations of our faith. You'll notice the first part of each statement is a release of what she will no longer believe. And the second is the affirmation of the faith that she truly believed. So my true statement that I came up with when contemplating her truth statements is this. I do not believe in harshness. I believe in gentleness. There are other statements we could create for our own use. What could they be? So I've included some. Um I've had I've had my 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 Santa's helpers help me out, and you'll find paper and pen. And for, and Fred um, and others who are online, if you want to grab a pen and paper, there's going to be an opportunity today to make some notes, to make some writings as we contemplate and consider and go within the theme of gentleness. And and any other theme that you're actually working with right now, whatever is calling to you. So there are other statements we could create for our for our own use. And so I'd like you to think about it. What's a, a powerful statement of faith that you can make for yourself? What do you not believe in? And what do you believe in? So write one down if you like. So here's one that I created. I do not believe that circumstance has any power over me. I believe in the power within me to prevail. I win every single time. Why? Because I call on my Godness to prevail. God is God. And God trumps everything that I perceive as opposite to God trumps everything because there is no opposite. It's only my perception. And so as I release that perception, I triumph. Does that make sense? And that is why I can believe in gentleness. There is no need to fight No need to fight against any evil, this perception, any enemy. Is this not what Jesus the Christ meant when he affirmed, I have told you these things so that in me, in the Christ, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, of course. But take heart. Go to your heart. The Christ has overcome the world. What belief might we have to let go of before we will really embrace overcoming? Here's a question to consider. What belief might you have to let go of before you really embrace your overcoming? Because there's always that release that needs to come first. Well, speaking for myself, I might have to let go of the false belief that I am a victim in any given situation I find myself in. We don't always choose these situations, do we? Especially when we're going through really challenging times. I also want to point out that when we are stuck in victim thinking, there is also likely going to be some or a lot of victim blaming going on. Unfortunately, yes, we tend to blame ourselves, be hard on ourselves when things do not turn out the way we want. Or we blame someone else. Here's a denial and affirmation for this one. I do not believe in victim consciousness. I believe in victory, living, victorious, victorious consciousness. I believe in my power to overcome all my troubles. Goodbye, troubles. Emily Cady agrees in another Unity Classic book, Lessons in Truth. Do not be under bondage to false beliefs about your circumstances or the environment. God is in everything that happens to you. No matter how evil circumstances may appear or how much it may seem that some other personality is at the foundation of your sorrow or trouble, God, good, good alone is real there. If we have the courage to persist in seeing only God in it all, even human wrath shall be invariably turn to our advantage. Joseph, in speaking of the action of his brothers in selling him into slavery, said, "Even though you intended to do harm to me, God intended it for good." And she quotes Romans 8:28, "To them that love God, to them that only recognize God, All things work together for good. She says, the very circumstances in your life that seem heartbreaking evils will turn to joy before your very eyes if you will steadfastly refuse to see anything but God in them. Now, humanly, this may seem impossible, and that's when we call on our love power. One of those 12 powers that Susan was talking about is love. And all 12 of those powers are inherent in each human being. It's our divinity. Because not only are we human, we are 100% divine. 100% human, 100% divine. And we integrate our humanness and our divinity every time we call on our divinity to assist our humanness, to get through challenges and difficulties. And that's where we learn endurance and leadership and compassion and gentleness and true love. So this is the gentle way to believe in the power of goodness and gentleness everywhere present. I notice that as I've been practicing Unity Affirmative Prayer, I am much stronger spiritually and it's getting easier and easier for me to navigate my troubles and not be overcome by them. Discover Your Divinity, A Modern Guide to Affirmative Prayer by Linda martella Witset and Deanne Morenzi, is a book I've been studying with other like-minded truth students. We practice writing out our prayers so that we can become more masterful, in affirmative prayer, which is the opposite of a begging prayer. In affirming prayer, we are asserting our divinity and that we can navigate our human struggles. So um, we practice writing out our prayers and there's five movements to an affirmative prayer. God is, we consider this, I am, we realize that I am what God is, integrating what I am through meditation and realization of the truth of what I am, and then appreciation for the realization of the miracle of our mutual divinity. The past few weeks, I've been having a challenge. So some insomnia has been going on, specifically trouble falling asleep which I've had insomnia, which is like waking up early. But now I'm having trouble falling asleep, which I hate, right? Now, one particular bad night, I didn't sleep at all. And that was like on Monday night. So when I got out of bed, finally, I had to decide if I was going to feel bad all day. Am I by my hardship or am I going to rise above? Like I said, I've been getting stronger spiritually with affirmative prayer. So I decided to believe in the divine, gentle way of love. I tapped into my strength. I tapped into my faith. I chose to stay strong because I don't want to let fatigue drive the bus. I want to have a good day, no matter what. So I stayed with what I wanted to do. And I even wrote a big part of this talk on that day. So victory, victory thinking sounds like this. God is all power everywhere present. Therefore, I am power too. I stay with my faith that I am a powerful overcomer, that the condition of sleep deprivation has no power over me, and I am going to enjoy my delightful day. I say it so. I make it so. I get to decide my reality. And so I did. However, I did not go to the other extreme of expecting myself to exercise as much as I usually do. I realized I needed to be respectful of my energy. I needed to take care of my human self. So I wanted to write my talk and I used my energy in this way. So you see, there is a balance being to walk when we're letting go of victim thoughts, we also shouldn't expect ourselves to be perfect either. So there's that balance beam we walk of good mental health, paying attention to our needs, not allowing ourselves to wallow in self-pity and not allowing ourselves to um, be perfect and giving ourselves a break, being gentle. There is such power in releasing what we no longer will buy and asserting exactly what we do want to own. So do you want more gentleness in your life? Do you? Believe in the value of it. Last month, I introduced the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook. Co-author Kristen Neff agrees. That the world teaches us to be very hard on ourselves, a real tough cookie. Somebody just came in. Okay, got that. Um, that if we if we if we show ourselves gentleness and compassion, that we will become a wimp or perhaps self-focused or or too selfish or get stuck and feeling sorry for ourselves. Actually, compassion is self-love, not self-centeredness. Compassion is strong, not weak. Compassion is gentleness in action. So today I invite you to take a look with me. I'm gonna share with you an exercise from chapter one in the workbook. So just, if you would, if you're ready for something like this, I know writing our inner feelings can be uncomfortable for some, but if you're up for it, um, go ahead and follow these instructions. And if you're not, just mentally consider the words and the concepts that I'm talking to you about and use this information at your own pace because we're going to stay gentle. Close your eyes and reflect for a moment on the following question. Think about various times when you've had a close friend who was struggling in some way, had a misfortune, failed or felt inadequate, and you were feeling pretty good about yourself. So how do you typically respond to your friends in such situations? what do you say? What tone do you use? Nonverbal gestures? So yeah, if you can call that to mind and picture and visualize that with your imagination and write down what you've discovered. Or like I said, just take stock mentally. Now close your eyes again and reflect on the next question. Think about various times when you were struggling in some way, when you had a misfortune, when you failed or felt inadequate. How do you typically respond to yourself in these situations? think about that. What do you say to yourself? What, what tone of voice? What's your tone? Your posture, nonverbal gestures? I mean, how frustrated do you get with yourself? Are you able to navigate that in a way that's compassionate? Go ahead and write that down. Do you notice any patterns? You know, many people when they do this exercise are shocked at how badly they treat themselves compared to their friends. And if you are one of those people, you are not alone. Research data suggests that the vast majority of people are more compassionate to others than they are to themselves. Our culture doesn't encourage us. As a matter of fact, it discourages us to be kind to ourselves. Licensed clinical social worker, Joanna McTevia points out in her online article on self-compassion, we see in society, we see being self-critical as an acceptable form of motivation. It's very common from drill instructors to fanatical personal trainers, we seem to actually worship abuse. It motivates us, right? Therefore, a kind voice is not viewed as a good thing. You know, I watched a short video, um, Anthony Robbins, and I love Anthony Robbins so much, and I've bought his wonderful programs and benefited so much. But I was taken aback by this, this short video where he was like, in your face, like, that's an excuse, and he was yelling and like, and it was like, (sighs) I thought, who's that really helping, you know? And I think of Gordon Ramsay, the chef that um, seems to thrive on dishing out abuse to those uh, cooking the dishes that are going out of the kitchen. And I'm thinking, yeah, is that really helping those people become the best that they can be? I mean, it helps the TV ratings, but um, yeah, it's not the way human beings learn. So um, for myself, I noticed that when I am in a situation that I am struggling with, I can be quite harsh with myself And I tend to have unrealistic, perfectionistic expectations and judgments. Now, if I think about um, how would I, what would I say to a friend with this situation, this very exact situation, it really helps me back up a bit and realize that I'm being overly um, perfectionistic with myself, you know, and unrealistic. Um, So let's move on to the last part of our our gentleness exercise. Think of a current struggle you are going through right now. So this can be like a mistake that you've made. Nothing too big, just think of a a small mistake, but something that upset you, you know, Um, or did you have a fight with someone or, um, some kind of irritating thing going on with someone else or with a situation in your life? So just think about that and just watch your thoughts about it as you're thinking about it. Like, are you tending to make a bigger story about it than, than is warranted? For example, someone who has messed up a work assignment. It's not a major mistake, but this person might be thinking, I'm terrified of being fired. The story might be, I'm going to get fired. Going to an extreme end and creating a huge story, you know, it's not probable for this minor mistake, this person's going to get fired. But often we can create stories that get into a real drama loop in our brain so write down your struggle or your mistake go ahead and as you're writing about it think about what's your story about it and make a few notes is your story bigger than what needs to be Or perhaps you can think about what's your worst fear or what is your inner critic saying about this mistake you made or this struggle you're having? Write down some of those thoughts. What's your inner critic saying? Okay, now just sit with it. Let yourself be an observer. Let yourself move into a mindful state. So objectively, mindfully acknowledge the pain involved in this situation. And you can write down any painful or difficult feelings you may be having. We're going to validate the difficulty of the situation. Write down for yourself like, this is tough. Try writing some words of kindness in response to the difficult emotions or thoughts you're feeling or thinking. And remember, use the same type of gentle, supportive words you might with a good friend. For example, I'm so sorry you're feeling frightened right now. I'm sure it'll be okay and I'll be here to support you no matter what happens. Let's go into the stillness, into the silence, with our positive emotions we're experiencing or our negative or difficult emotions we're experiencing. Just allow yourself to be just as you are in this moment of vulnerability and just take it to God. Just take it to the silence. And so, yeah, just center yourself and just breathe in. Deeply and breathe out fully and just take your, your process to God. Can you savor the feeling of caring for yourself in this way? This is the way of the Christ, of divine healing, of returning to your wholeness. Believe in gentleness, my friends. It is the way forward. I appreciate you all. I bless you. And I remind you that each of you are a blessing. Amen, and so it is.
0: Thank you, Audrey. You are a blessing to us. Thank you so much. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hey, but you know what, that's kind of awesome.
3: I love it. Can I just say, I love it. Thanks for the compliment.
0: It's the we Mariette, we love you.
3: Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Kitty. That's really supportive. <laughs> All right, it's time for our offering. I want to thank everyone who has sent donations here to Unity. You can continue to send checks to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, and at 98531. Also, there is an opportunity to donate on the website, communitysc.net. Uh, let's say our offering prayer together. And there we go. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have all that i give all that i receive and all that i am we bless these gifts and send them forth to him prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And it's time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective healing energy for someone, i or hold them quietly in your hearts. We continue to hold light in all the dark places in the world and the situations that are looking grim. We know there is another answer. We send prayers to people and animals displaced by war and natural disasters, the members of our communities who struggle to meet basic human needs. Today we want to pray for John Davis's son Danny, for the healing for Johnny, who's not with us today, and for Johnny's son. And we continue to pray for Don Wingfield's family and any others that you would like to mention. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all, and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Together we will say for prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds us, the love of God enfolds us, the power of God protects us, the presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And I would like to take this moment to thank all the people who made today's service possible. Mariette, our great speaker, Mary for lighting the advent candle, uh, Joyce for the music, very nice, and. Um, Joanne for the great slides and Tom for the setup and the recording. And if you haven't looked at our uh, webpage lately, it's really a treasure of all of the past talks. You can look up people, the speakers, by name, by date, um, go back and revisit any of the talks. It's really quite wonderful and you can share them in yeah, yeah. So uh, next week, our speaker will be you. We will um, have our candle lighting service, and most everybody here has a part in that, so uh, make sure that you get that before you leave today. And that's it. So let's say, sing our peace song. So, if you would stand and circle up, we will sing that together. It'll be on screen for those of you it's not familiar to, so in position where you can see it. Okay. And Mariette, if you can hear me, I'm really (laughs) sorry. Actually, see, I'm a stand in, uh, and I always say Audrey because that's the week I'm here. And so today I'm Johnny, and Johnny says, Mary,